Our top story tonight, so many injuries. There are so, so many injuries across the NFL. We've got Justin Jefferson on injured reserve. We've got Devon A-Chain possibly heading to injured reserve. Fingers crossed he doesn't miss four full games. James Conner missing four games on injured reserve. Anthony Richardson set to miss a bunch of time. So many injuries. Such a brutal week for fantasy football, but we're here to react. We're here to tell you what to do and more on player profile today. Obviously, we will start with Justin Jefferson, and this one just hurts. It's painful. You hate to see it. Justin Jefferson will, for the first time in his NFL career, miss games. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. Justin Jefferson placed on injured reserve. That's a four-game minimum with a hamstring injury. 5,396 career yards to this point in his NFL career. That is more than any player in the history of the Chicago Bears. Crazy, right? Crazy. And unfortunately, the Minnesota Vikings will be without Justin Jefferson against the Chicago Bears this coming weekend. They will be without Justin Jefferson the following weekend against the San Francisco 49ers. That's a home game. They're in Chicago versus the 49ers, and then they go to Green Bay, there's a real possibility that the Minnesota Vikings are 1-7 or 2-6. Let's say they beat Chicago, not a given. Do you, do you see them beating both the Packers and the Bears? I don't. Let's let's say 1-1 one one in those games at best. This is going to be a 2-6 or 1-7 football team. And at that point, do the Minnesota Vikings go fire sale? Did the Minnesota Vikings trade Kirk Cousins to a team that wants him, to a team that needs him, like the New York Jets, like the Atlanta Falcons? Or do the Minnesota Vikings stay pat because Kirk Cousins has been dealing this year and hope to re-sign him next year? Or do they trade Kirk Cousins away and then hope to re-sign him when he hits free agency next year? There are a lot of potential scenarios for the Minnesota Vikings and unfortunately, we're just going to have to wait it out. We're going to have to wait and see if they beat the Chicago Bears. If they beat the Chicago Bears, then these rumors will kind of quiet down again. But if the Vikings lose in Chicago, who it's going to be real loud in Minnesota to trade Kirk Cousins. They're probably almost certainly going to lose to the San Francisco 49ers. And then they'll be what? One and six heading into Green Bay. The rumors of Kirk Cousins being traded will be nonstop, but we've got a while before we get there. In the meantime, we have to know what to do in fantasy football without Justin Jefferson. Obviously, Jordan Addison is rostered everywhere. You're not going to be able to pick him up off of waivers. KJ Osborne, on the other hand, he's available in like 90% of leagues, roughly. So go ahead, go out and get KJ Osborne. He is not a... 100% fab guy by any means. KJ Osborne is not a one-for-one -one replacement for Justin Jefferson, obviously. But he's worth a waiver claim. He's worth throwing a little bit of fab at. But he's still going to be the third option in this passing game, like he already was. It was Justin Jefferson up here, T. 
TJ Hawkinson at number two. And then KJ Osborne was slightly ahead of Jordan Addison in the pecking order, just ever so slightly. Now, we see Justin Jefferson go down. They say, okay, well, KJ Osborne is going to be playing the exposition for the Minnesota Vikings. But I don't care because this now means that Jordan Addison will be playing a full complement of snaps. The problem with Jordan Addison was he was really good, but only playing in three wide receiver sets. KJ Osborne was the guy on the field in two wide receiver sets. Now you have Jordan Addison on the field as much as KJ Osborne. And Jordan Addison is going to be the one getting more targets. Jordan Addison is going to become the wide receiver one, and he is going to be the number one target earner for the Minnesota Vikings. Jordan Addison over TJ Hawkinson over KJ Osborne when it comes to targets. But obviously, this just sucks. This is awful. I hate it. But don't hate all of you in the audience. Happy to have you tuning in. Ruckus, Justin Boyd as well. Appreciate you as always. Is 50% fab too much for Dean Mercado? Lost Chubb and running on James Cook and handcuffed fumes. Yeah, I think that's too much for Dean Mercado. I think he's more of a 30% fab guy, I would imagine. We'll get to him in a little bit, though. But it's not just like Amari Dean Mercado is going to step right in and have a bell cow James Conner type workload. But before we get to that, before we get to Devon A-Chain and more, we've got a word from the pod father. This episode is brought to you by Rival Fantasy. Rival Fantasy, the coolest fantasy platform not enough people know about, but they will once I'm done, baby, because they're always innovating. They just rolled out seasonal leagues. We set them up for patrons, for our listeners, and they funded over $1,000 in payouts. That's what Rival's all about. They're always innovating. They already had the fantasy book where you can take overs and unders, stack them up, multiply your payout, but then they added challenges so you can set your own lines and put them out there for the community and then you can browse the community's lines and say hey this guy's crazy i'm gonna take the other side it's cool and they have fantasy bingo rival fantasy is reminding me how much fun i can have with fantasy football and use that promo code player the promo code is player they give you a 100 instant deposit match plus 25 dollars plus a free play that promo code is player for up to 125 dollars in deposit bonus and a free play you can't beat it. Now, as we at Player Profiler have become a full-blown machine learning company, the crowning achievement has to be the injury finder. We're now taking BMI data and injury history data and assigning a probability that a player is injured on any given touch. And not only can you see a player's fragility rating, their injury risk, we also have analysis from professional physical therapists breaking down all the major players that underwent surgery last year and what their rehabilitation looks like heading into 2023 there's a tool to compare players as a database where you can say show me all the foot injuries show me all the severe injuries show me all the injuries requiring surgery it provides you the key market intelligence to know what is the difference in probability that player x versus player y will miss games this year it's great for fantasy football and it also just satisfies your curiosity as a fan go to the app store go to google play download it it's five bucks every year just to reload the latest injury predictions and fragility ratings 2023 data is live now. Open your phone and get smarter. Unfortunately, the injury finder is doing a lot of work right now. So many injuries across the NFL, including Devon A-Chain. Devon or Devon A-Chan. Sorry, I'm still getting used to the new pronunciation of Devon A-Chan. But 
He is going to miss multiple weeks with a knee injury. He is a candidate for injured reserve. And like Justin Jefferson, four games on injured reserve, if that's what happens. We suspect, or at least the Twitter doctors, the Twitter physiotherapists that we trust, J, uh, J at JM Thrive PT is one of my favorites to go to. They're theorizing it's probably an MCL based on the mechanism and what we know about the, what's being described at the injury. We did see Devon A-Chain playing at the end of the game. So while it hasn't been confirmed, this is not a season-ending injury. Mike McDaniel was kind of coy when asked, is it a season-ender? I don't think it's a season-ender. There's no implication of that currently, but he's going to miss some time. And so with Devon A-Chan out, so, so many of us are heartbroken after getting him off waivers, after blowing our fab to get Devon A-Chan. So now he goes down. Raheem Mostert goes back to being the RB1. He's probably going to be a bell cow type performer at least this week. But we'll see how long that lasts because Jeff Wilson has been activated off of injured reserve. He is now practicing with the Miami Dolphins. He is returning. He has 21 days to return to the active roster. I imagine if he's being activated, Jeff Wilson will play this weekend. But he's had a lot of time off. They're probably going to ease him back in. This is going to be a big Raheem Mostert game. And then after that, it's anyone's guess with Mike McDaniel in this Miami Dolphin backfield. We always see them rotate at running back. They'll ride the hot hand. They are not afraid to have a bell cow for one game, as we've seen Raheem Mostert week two, 19 touches, 127 yards, bell cow type performance. I guess in week three against the Denver Broncos, both Devon H. Han and Raheem Mostert had bell cow type performances. But 20 touches for Raheem Mostert in week three, the co-leader in touchdowns among running backs right now, Raheem Mostert. He's going to have a big weekend. He is going to get the most, but make sure you put in a waiver claim or put in some fab for Jeff Wilson as well, because he is back and it's going to be a rotation. It's going to be a coin flip of, is it Mostert? Is it Jeff Wilson? Because it's not going to be Devon Achan for at least a couple weeks. And it's not going to be James Conner for at least four games as well. He is headed to injured reserve. He has some sort of knee injury. <sighs> so many injuries this week. And everyone is running out to go and grab Amari Di Mercado. And I get it. I understand why Amari Di Mercado looked very impressive in the stead of James Conner. I think Amari Di Mercado is better than Keontae Ingram. I do not think Keontae Ingram takes over if healthy. Keontae Ingram in his limited performances in the NFL, hasn't been great. His best game was eight carries for 18 yards, scored a touchdown, added two receptions, so it was 41 yards on the day off of 10 touches, but that's his best game. The next best game for Keontae Ingram is 19 rushing yards. So I haven't to this point, none of us have seen Keontae Ingram in the NFL play as well as Amari Di Mercado. So I think he's going to be the RB1. I think he's going to be the one that most people want, and he's going to be the successful one. But that being said, I don't think this is going to be a bell cow situation like we saw with James Conner. I expect Keontae Ingram to play roughly 40% of the snaps, maybe 50% of the snaps. They're not just going to turn this fully over to Amari Di Mercado. Tony Jones 
who was claimed off of waivers by the Arizona Cardinals. He is going to get some run as well. So while I do think it is worth going in on Amari DiMercato, spending 30-ish percent of your fab, maybe up to 40, I don't think he's going to be the bell cow that you want him to be. I think he's going to end up disappointing a lot of people, especially because they've got a kind of running back in Rondale Moore. Rondale Moore starting to play a little bit of tailback. He's lining up in the backfield, being used on passing downs. He has three carries for 50 yards last week, three receptions for 26 yards last week. So it's going to be a committee. It's going to be Amari D. Mercado leading the committee, probably about 50% of the snaps, maybe down to 40%. Another 40% for Keontae Ingram, 30 to 40% for Keontae Ingram, and then 10, 20% Rondale Moore, maybe even more. On passing downs. So I think this is going to be a headache. I don't think you're going to be confident that you can start Amari Di Mercado. I think he's the best of the options, but I think this is going to be a committee for the Arizona Cardinals. Have Connor and A-Chan. Ooh, that sucks. I am so sorry to hear that, Scotty. Other running backs are Kyron Williams and Jonathan Taylor. Is it worth dropping Judy or Deontay Johnson for Jeff Wilson Jr. or someone else? Roshan not available or just ride with my guys. I don't think you can drop Judy or Deontay Johnson for Jeff Wilson Jr., but there has to be someone on your roster that you can drop for Jeff Wilson, I imagine, unless your roster is that stacked that Judy or Deontay are never entering your lineup. I'd rather have Deontay than Jerry Judy. Deontay Johnson is set to return from injured reserve. He is set to play this week. or Sorry, not this week. Pittsburgh Steelers are on by. Next week, Deontay Johnson will return. So if you truly, oh, you only get four roster spots. It's awful. Jeez. I I think you're, I think you're still, pro, ah, I think you can drop Jeff Wilson or Jerry Judy for Jeff Wilson in that case. Rest of the team is Cup, Puka, Kelsey, Collins, and Watson. Yeah, and then in that case, you're not playing Jerry Judy over the Rams receivers, Nico Collins, or Watson. So he's your wide receiver five. Or is Jeff Wilson Jr. be your RB2? So yeah, I can get behind that. Do you think this boosts Arizona's pass attack? I have Wilson on the bench. Uh, I think it means they're going to have to... I, I don't know. They'll probably pass and run about as much as they were. Just won't be as effective. So yeah, they'll probably have to pass a little bit more in third down situations. So maybe we see a little bit more passing from... The Arizona Cardinals. I still believe in Michael Wilson, though. I am a believer in Michael Wilson. On to more injuries, though, because it never stops the injury news across the NFL. There are so many injuries, including Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson could be a candidate for injured reserve. We expect, we have heard that the Colts expect Anthony Richardson to miss four to six games at minimum. Anthony Richardson is going to rehab. For about three weeks. And then at that three-week mark, the Colts will decide, okay, this rehab is going well. No surgery. He can be back in four to six weeks, baby. If it doesn't go well, then Anthony Richardson may require surgery and he could be out even longer. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. Missing four games minimum if he goes on injured reserve. They're getting a second opinion, so it's no lock yet. But for now, we know Derek, not Derek Carr, Gardner Minshew is going to start for the Indianapolis Colts. Probably going to be starting for a while. And he'll be viable in fantasy football. Gardner Minshew, 
is really good at checking it down, throwing it short, letting his wide receivers run in space. He is bad at pushing the ball downfield. But Michael Wilson, not Michael Wilson, Michael Pittman. Jeez Louise, I'm getting all these names confused. Michael Pittman is pretty damn good. Josh Downs is proving himself to be a pretty elite separator in the short to intermediate area. So with those weapons, Gardner Minshew, especially in super flex, he's going to be very viable. And he'll be viable in one QB leagues, depending on the matchup. He'll be up and down there, but it just sucks without Anthony Richardson out. I know people are worried about Anthony Richardson. Oh, this is a long-term issue. This is a bad thing forever. And it's not. I know Anthony Richardson has been injured early in his career, but concussions are just random. They are. They truly are. If he starts to become Tua Tugvaloa, well, he has multiple concussions and we're starting to worry about it. Maybe then we can start a conversation. But for now, just one concussion. That's just a random roll of the dice in an NFL football game. Leaving early in a blowout. That is also just a random roll of the dice. He bruised his knee. He was fine. It wasn't a big deal. Random roll of the dice. And same with the shoulder injury. Obviously, Anthony Richardson, we were worried about the hits he's going to take as a rushing quarterback, but we're worried about that with Josh Allen. We're worried about that with Lamar Jackson. We're worried about that with all these quarterbacks. Yes, it can happen. Yes, it makes it slightly more likely, but long-term, for the most part, we've seen these quarterbacks who run the football be healthy for long periods of time. Obviously, towards the end of their career, sometimes we see it shortened, but I am not worried about a young, very, very young Anthony Richardson going to be fine in the long term. If anything, this opens up a buy window in Dynasty. Maybe if anyone is willing to part with him, probably not because he's so good, but finally a little bit of an opening there. Trade away Devontae Smith and Ronald, Ronald Jones? Ronald, what? All right, Ronald Jones slash Rashad. I am very confused as to why Ronald Jones is in this trade. Maybe I'm missing another player. Oh, it's Roshan Johnson. I forgot he is also Rojo. Okay, trade away Devontae Smith. And and no, I don't think I do that. I think Devontae Smith and AJ Brown are going to rotate weeks. And I really love, oh, but it's not both of them. It's either or. If it's either or, then yeah, I do Devontae Smith for and Roshan for AJ Brown. I'll do that. I'm not doing both of them. And I think Rashad White is going to have some good weeks. Not this week against the Detroit Lions, who have been pretty good against running backs. But yeah, I think I, I think I do that. I think I trade Devontae Smith and Roshan Johnson for AJ Brown. I think that is worth it. AC joint injury goes back to senior year in college for Anthony Richardson. Unfortunate, but again, not worried long-term. This is a long career that we've got for Anthony Richardson ahead. Also, not worried about Austin Eckler anymore. He is a full participant in practice today. 99% chance that he plays against the Dallas Cowboys. Austin Eckler is excited and ready to return. Love to hear that. Also got some good news on Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey didn't practice yesterday, and obviously it's not a full practice on a Monday, but... Kansas City Chiefs play on Thursday against the Denver Broncos. And so they have to put out the injury report. Travis Kelsey didn't practice yesterday in their walkthrough. He's limited today. So Travis Kelsey getting better with this low ankle sprain. And so 
If we get another limited tomorrow, I do expect Travis Kelsey to play through the pain. Maybe he's on a limited snap count, but Travis Kelsey, I do expect to see him on Thursday. As long as we get another limited, maybe he gets upgraded to full tomorrow. But for now, I think Travis Kelsey is going to be good to go. And Amon Ross St. Brown sounds like there is a pretty good chance that Amon Ross St. Brown plays. And this is coming from Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell has been shockingly honest as an NFL head coach. There is like a 90% plus accuracy in what he tells us when it comes to injuries, whether or not a player plays or doesn't play. And so with Amon Ross St. Brown, a pretty good chance. He is certainly more than questionable, probably closer to probable. Obviously, the NFL doesn't use the probable tag anymore, but Amon Ross St. Brown close to probable. And you know if Amon Ross St. Brown is probable, then he is playing because the guy is a maniac. Looks like he is going to return for the Detroit Lions this weekend, as will Deontay Johnson. Not this weekend, as we mentioned, but he will return next weekend in week seven after the Pittsburgh Steelers buy against the Los Angeles Rams. Looks like Daniel Jones has a chance at playing this weekend. He's got a neck injury, but sounds like it's not a long-term issue. It's not the neck injury that kept Daniel Jones out for the majority, if not the at least the end of the season a couple years ago. Optimistic that Daniel Jones will play, but oh, not optimistic about Daniel Jones' performance behind that New York Giants offensive line. He and Sam Howell are on pace to set records for how often they have been sacked. Get them some protection. At least the Giants are trying. The Giants bring in Lael Collins, give him a workout, but the New York Jets also bringing in Lael Collins. Both teams need help on the offensive line. Protect Daniel Jones. Protect Zach Wilson, too, I guess. But any trade-up ideas with this 10-team? Well, send me your 10-team league or send me your targets and let me know what you are looking for. Deshaun Watson. No commitment that Deshaun Watson will play this weekend. He is still day-to-day. And as we all know, day-to-day means week-to-week. A player listed as day-to-day is probably not playing that week. And so, I think Deshaun Watson is going to sit once again with the shoulder injury. He has a bruised labrum, is what they're officially calling it, I believe. Either way, Deshaun Watson is not feeling great. And if Deshaun Watson sits this week, it's going to be P.J. Walker, not Dorian Thompson-Robinson as a starter for the Cleveland Browns. Unfortunately, the rookie was just not quite ready. He wasn't put in a good situation by Kevin Stefanski against the Baltimore Ravens, but they're going to turn to the veteran P.J. Walker instead. Is Mostert and Ayuk too much to offer for Keenan Allen? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I think Keenan Allen, or sorry, I think Brandon Ayuk is a guy you want on your team. And especially now that Devon Achan is going to miss some time. Yeah, I want Raheem Mostert and Brandon Ayuk. I get going for Keenan Allen. I really like Keenan Allen. I love Keenan Allen, but I also love what we're seeing from Brandon Ayuk. He is pretty much a must start all the time for me. Mentioned the Thursday night football matchup between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Denver Broncos earlier. Javante Williams is limited on a Monday. He is hoping to play on Thursday night football, but we did see a great performance from Jaleel McLaughlin without Javante Williams. Maybe we see more of that. We'll see. 
We'll keep you updated tomorrow. We'll have more information on whether or not Javante Williams is expected to play for the Denver Broncos. They are also activating Den- Greg Dulcich, the tight end from the injured reserve. He has 21 days to return to the active roster. We'll see if he plays this week. It's interesting with Dulcich because it's a short week, so it's not going to be a full practice or the Broncos are going to be comfortable sending him out there at all. You're not playing Greg Dulcich in fantasy because he's not practicing this week because it's all walkthrough stuff with a Thursday game, but we'll see if he ends up playing at all. Any news on the Zay Jones injury? Zay Jones is day-to-day, which means he probably doesn't play this week. As we all know, day-to-day really means week-to-week. If we hear a player is listed as day-to-day, then we believe he is not playing, so we don't think Zay Jones is playing this weekend, but... Day-to-day also means that Zay Jones not going to be out for a whole month or so. So hopefully we'll have better news on Zay Jones. Maybe he does end up playing, but we're going to err on the side of caution and assume he doesn't. And we assume Khalil Herbert will not play this weekend. He is out with an ankle injury. We talked about it. It looked like he suffered a high ankle sprain. That was the mechanism. All we know is it's an ankle injury. Going to keep him out multiple weeks. And usually when it's described that way, it's a high ankle sprain. So it should be a four-week injury. Khalil Herbert should be placed on injured reserve. Unfortunate. But with Khalil Herbert out, Roshan Johnson is going to be the running back one for the Chicago Bears. As we've seen in the past, if a player suffers a concussion on Sunday, very unlikely that they play the next Sunday. So I don't expect to see Tank Dell who suffered a concussion. I don't expect to see Dalton Kincaid, who is also in concussion protocol. Both of those players entered concussion protocol on Sunday. Not very often this season, we've seen a player return the next week. But we just saw Luke Musgrave return a week later because he had the Thursday game. It was 10 days later. That is why I think we see Roshan Johnson. I think he's the running back one. Everyone loves Dante Foreman this week as well, but Roshan Johnson is still the guy. Foreman's going to be the backup. They also signed Darrington Evans back to the Chicago Bears to try and fill in as well. Herbert, Bijan, Monty, Brees. Ooh, this is a loaded, absolutely loaded team. Even so, though, no, two wide receivers and one flex. We're starting Bijan. Probably start. Yeah, in this case, then, in this case, then, I would rather start Keenan Allen than Brandon Ayuk. You're not really going to start Raheem Mostert. So, yeah, I can get behind that. I'm saying, yep, your team in this specific situation, I understand going for Keenan Allen. I like that. Who would you stream out of these options this week? Howell, Young, Ritter, Minshew. Thanks in advance. Let me look up what the NFL schedule is because I only remember who some of these teams or some of these players play. All right. We're young against the Miami Dolphins. That is promising. And I remember the Falcons have a decent matchup as well, but I think I prefer young over Ritter. If my memory serves me correct, who are the Falcons against? Where are you? Atlanta. Oh, against the Commanders. Okay, so yeah, I do prefer Young to Ritter. Minshew against the Jaguars. Ooh, I think I like that. And I don't love Howell against the Falcons. So I think I go Gardner Minshew, Bryce Young, Ritter, 
Howell, I think is the order that I'm going to go. Thank you for tuning in, Robert Page. By the way, always a pleasure when you can tune in live. What else we got on the injury front? Tyquan Thornton activated from injured reserve from for the New England Patriots. He's got 21 days to return. Finally, some speed for the New England Patriots. They need it, but might be too late already for the New England Patriots. We'll get to that in a moment. Elijah Vera Tucker tore his Achilles for the New York Jets. He is going to be done for the season. Way too many injuries this season. Way too many Achilles tears this season as well, including for the New York Jets. And Leighton Vander Esch, the linebacker for the Dallas Cowboys, he's dealing with a neck injury. He is headed to injured reserve more than likely as well. Not a good sign for a player who has had plenty of neck injuries throughout his career. Final bits and notes across the NFL. Van Jefferson has been traded to the Atlanta Falcons. The former Rams receiver only played two snaps on Sunday. He's been relegated with the breakout of Puka Nakua, as well as the breakout is Tutu Atwell. So Tutu Atwell is now the guy stretching the field, which is what Van Jefferson used to do. Now we've got Puka Nakua playing the Robert Woods role, and Cooper Cup is obviously still Cooper Cup. And so Van Jefferson, on his way out, goes to the Atlanta Falcons. They trade a sixth-round pick in 2025 to the Las Vegas Raiders or Las Vegas Rams for Van Jefferson and a seventh round pick in 2025, the classic pick swap Falcons get a player that can help them stretch the field, which is something they need. Not a lot of speed on that offense. Kyle Pitts isn't the four, four guy that he ran at the combine Drake London, more of a big outside possession wide receiver. Same with Mac Hollins, big outside possession receiver, whereas Van Jefferson, he's going to be able to stretch the field for the Falcons open things up underneath, not a fantasy play, more of a real life benefit to this Atlanta Falcons offense. Maybe McCole Hardman does that for a team as well. The New York Jets are shopping McCole Hardman, who has $4 million on his contract. We all were surprised when we saw this contract to begin with. And now he has fallen behind Randall Cobb. I believe he was a healthy scratch this past game for the New York Jets. Oh, the Jets offseason heroes and then... Things like this shakeout, McCole Hardman, is on the trade block. Unlike Devontae Adams, we do not expect Devontae Adams to be traded following this win for the Las Vegas Raiders, though that can change quickly as they continue to lose. But for now, sounds as though Devontae Adams is going to be staying put. And final news across the NFL. Mac Jones is starting week six against the Las Vegas Raiders. Maybe the Raiders get a win against the New England Patriots. Mac Jones, Bill Belichick, not going great this season. Bill Belichick on the hot seat. We all know that, especially if he loses to Josh McDaniels. Can you imagine how hot that seat is going to get? We were talking about this before the season, that Bill Belichick could be on his way out of New England. That Robert Kraft was growing impatient with the lack of playoff wins, period. Even Tom Brady's final season. Patriots didn't win a playoff game. So... We'll see what happens. We'll see if the Patriots can turn it around, but this might be one of the worst teams in the NFL. And if they do bottom out, and if they do get a Caleb Williams, if they do get a Drake May, is Bill Belichick going to be around to see that through? And speaking of quarterbacks and seeing it through, we're already hearing some trouble in paradise from the Carolina Panthers. Frank Reich speaking to the media, and it was not pretty. Talking about how it hasn't been great. It hasn't been fun, or sorry, it hasn't been fun. It's been good, but it hasn't been fun having David Tepper, the owner, put so much input into the franchise and how things go. And we all know 
that Frank Reich wanted C.J. Stroud. We all know that Josh McCown, the quarterback coach, wanted C.J. Stroud. Everything we heard from the Carolina Panthers was that C.J. Stroud was who the coaching staff wanted. But then, when this test comes out and Bryce Young is the boy wonder genius, David Tepper, the owner, overrides it. Now there's already trouble in paradise. The Carolina Panthers looking like a dysfunctional organization. Is it over before it started for Bryce Young and Frank Reich? Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show.